Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. It was back in February that the uh, Liberal government came up with new legislation when it comes to the scope of the impact assessments when we are looking at any big projects. And they talked about this gender and identity provisions. I want to find out exactly what that means. Jessica Kennedy is a lawyer with Osler, Hoskin and Harcourt here in Calgary and she joins us today. Hello, Jessica. Hello. You've got to give me a a bit more background here because they said that you'd have to take into account the intersection of sex and gender with other identity factors. I thought there was a time with an environmental assessment that we were more concerned about the environment than gender. What are we to take from this? Well, certainly um, the focus is is typically on environmental factors, but uh, socioeconomic impacts has also been a large component of environmental assessments uh, pretty much from the beginning. So, you know, the, to the extent you're thinking about uh, the impact on a local community from uh, a large project coming in, those types of impacts were, were assessed originally. This particular language, I agree, is uh, is interesting and novel to say the least. Well, I, I'm still following you even on the socioeconomic impacts. So what are we to read then from how does a project determine its uh, gender and identity provisions in this assessment? So as part of, and, and this is taken from you know, certain statements I've, se- I've seen from government. I think the intent at this stage is to, uh, is to have the conversation about what impacts might be on uh, diversity, male and female um, dynamics within a community when you bring in these large projects. And I think mm. that is largely tied to the socioeconomic analysis that has always been done. Um, however, there is definitely some language, including in the preamble to the bill, that suggests that there's some broader policy considerations being taken into account here. Um, Jessica, I love the, I love the way you're trying to find your words too, because you're try, <laughs> you're trying your best to understand it as well. Because right. I'm I'm sure companies when they move forward and have to go for through with the environmental impact assessments, they're going to have to understand what have we got here so that we have uh, covered everything that the federal government is looking for. Is that what you're taking from this as well? Right. Yes. Um. And and I think the the important point there for any proponent that's seriously considering putting together a impact assessment under this new regime will have a number of opportunities along the way to get guidance on this point. And I think it's certainly going to be necessary on this particular um, factor. There's a list of issues that is issued early in the process and um, notices about what uh, an impact assessment is to include. And so, I mean, our advice would always be for proponents to to try and seek as much clarity as possible through that process, especially on... uh, Sorry, Jessica, were there anything that really stood out then, even when trying to understand the the gender um, identity with this? Um, the, the one thing that stood out to me was in the preamble to the bill, they talk about um, taking actions that contribute to an inclusive and democratic society. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, those are laudable objectives, but not sure what the role is um, in assessing the impacts of a specific project. And so my concern 
is that it could be taken to analyze uh, the social setting within an organization, um, looking at their hiring practices, their um, policies based on gender and other identity factors. Wow, interesting times ahead for sure. Jessica, thanks for trying to explain it to us. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Jessica Kennedy, a lawyer at Osler Hoskin and Harcourt. It is 423.